When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a brilliant goal from the Brazilian, Marco Tulio, who hit the woodwork two weeks ago and was denied his derby goal. Well, this afternoon, he scored a derby goal for the history books. What a wonderful strike from Marco Tullio and a great night for the Central Coast Mariners. A 3-0 win in the derby against Newcastle. I think one man that would have been pretty happy with that, a former Mariner in himself and also now, of course, Channel 10 and Paramount Plus football commentator Daniel McBreen. And Daniel joins us this morning. G'day, Daniel. Good morning, mate. How are you? Very well. Yeah, you would have enjoyed that finish and uh, that uh, performance from the Mariners last night. Yeah, look, there's nothing better for the Mariners than beating the Jets 3-0. Um, Monty gave them a little incentive. He told them if they won that game last night, they'd get Christmas Day off. So it obviously did the trick because they came out of the gates like a bat out of hell. They pressed the Jets. They caused all kinds of problems. And then uh, when the ball fell to Marco Tulio from about 40 yards out, we were all screaming, shoot, shoot, because <laughs> Jack Duckman was off his line. And didn't he shoot? He hit it to perfection, mate. Just dropped it below the crossbar, and that sort of set the catalyst for the rest of the night. And they're having a good season, the Mariners, aren't they? We've obviously got a couple of Socceroos in there, some, some good young talent in that team. It's a, It's been a really bright start to the season. Yeah, they have. Look, they had a little. It's a little bit inconsistent, their, their season, but you can expect that when you've got a lot of young players in your squad. And I spoke to Nick Montgomery before and after the game last night, and he said, you know, he was talking about a couple of, uh, another couple of young guys coming through. Obviously, Garan Qual is going to be heading off to Newcastle in the UK in, in uh, January. So he, I said, who are you going to replace him with? He said, oh, don't worry. We've got a couple of young players <laughs> coming through. And um, he just seems to get the best out of him. He, he, he's got a good eye with his assistant um, of picking quality talent to come from overseas. And they seem to fit him well with the right attitude. And they just seem to gel. And he has them working hard. And they have that belief. And... They are a real team to be reckoned with at the moment, sitting in third in the league. And they've got the champions, uh, Melbourne City, up next. Uh, busy weekend for you coming up. You've got uh, the Raw, Western Sydney Wanderers, and then uh, well, the clash that all eyes are going to be on, Western United and Melbourne Victory. Just before we get stuck into those two games, really tough week for the sport, uh, tough week for the A-League. How have you taken it all in, you know, what's happened on Saturday night and what's happened since after those you know horrible scenes at Amy Park? Oh, look, I think um, APL and FA have both come out with uh, very strong attitudes towards uh, what happened, and so they should. Um, look, we don't want to let a few... I'm going to try and use my words mm-hmm. wisely here and say idiots um, ruin it for the for the majority that uh, you know want to go to games and, and, and have a good time. Uh, and I think sometimes their own agenda comes across instead of what's best for football... Um, and they'll come down hard on them. Um, look, Victory will probably get some sanctions or have to get some sanctions as well. But I think they showed last night, the Newcastle Jets and the Central Coast Mariners fans showed to, you know, what it should be like. They sat at halfway. They had a, a, a silent protest with a, fa- uh, a, a banner up that said, our game, our voice. And they sat together, both, both sets of fans. And then after 10 minutes, they both went down to their own end and supported 
um, supported the, the teams like they should do. So I think the majority of the Australian football fans and, and people know that it's a small minority that can try and ruin it for everyone. They'll come down hard on them. I'm hearing there's been quite a number of arrests yep. as well, which is, again should happen. And we just need to move forward and try and get these people out of our game because there's no place for that, not in our, in our game, but in society these days. It's, uh, you know, it's, that's, those days are gone. What's a fair punishment, do you think, for the Melbourne victory? Oh, look, I guess, I guess there's a whole range of um, fines or, or, or penalties that can come in. I think the, what you go through history in football and you'll see it's usually a points deduction and, and a financial um, fine as well. Look, both APL and, and, the, and the FA have said that, you know, these guys, these guys that have done this, they're not, we don't class them as fans. They're, they're, they are football in the football community and we've got to weed them out. So to punish... The rest of the real fans that want to go and enjoy it might be a bit too much, but I guess it's on the cards that they might say that Victory can't have supporters at their, some of their games this year or all of their games. But, look, that's for them to decide, and uh, I think that would be punishing the real people that want to enjoy it. But, uh, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but, yeah, look, I wouldn't want to be in that position because this is something we should be talking now about. The Great World Cup we've mm. had. The football has been fantastic on the park. Week in, week out, we show... You know, these A-League players show that they've got the quality to, to really put on some great shows for the fans, and that's what we want to be talking about. Now, I guess the other innocent party in this is the Melbourne Victory players and coaching staff, as we've sort of yeah. mentioned. I mean, putting your players' hat back on, can you imagine how they're feeling at the moment? Their season is going to be affected one way or the other. As you say, points deductions almost a certainty. Can you imagine what that would feel like as a player? Well, you'd be feeling let down, to be honest. Um, you know, he, I was talking to Tarek Elric about it as well, and he's obviously very close with Popper. And he said he spoke with Popper, and he said Popper's response was he just feels sorry for his players. They've worked so hard in pre-season, to, um, you know, to, to try and get things right. They're working hard uh, every week, and they're coming out and putting in some, some good performance, if not a bit sketchy. But um, that's the one thing. They're working so hard week in, week out, and then their own fans let them down and they might be deducted points, which could see them punished. They've done nothing wrong. Um, no, 99.9% of the people have done nothing wrong. Uh, and as, again, as I say, it's a small minority that's going to ruin it for everyone. And it's just disappointing. Talk to Channel 10 and Paramount Plus football commentator, Daniel McBreen. So at Amy Park, of course, they've got the big game coming up against Western United. What sort of response do you expect from the victory players after a week of you know unrest it's been pretty unsettled how do you think Tony Popovich would have got them back on track and what sort of performance do you expect oh, look I expect nothing but the norm from them um, Pop has been around he's very experienced he'll he would have been trying to tell them or, or still be saying to them look we can't control anything that's happening outside of what we can do on the park so we'll concentrate on the football uh, I know it's been a difficult week, but let's concentrate on the football, do what we do best and, and concentrate on that. That's that's the only thing they can do, really. They can control what they can. They can't control everything that's going on around them. They're footballers. They go down there, they play football, they do it to their best of ability and hopefully they can get some wins for their fans that, you know, who all will be wondering, well, what's going to happen to us now as well? Uh, tomorrow you're working on the other game, as we mentioned before, Brisbane Raw, Western Sydney Wanderers. Charlie Austin uh, heading back home. Uh, from yeah. the Raw, the Wanderers have made a good start to the season. Who do you like in this one? This is a tough one. Both teams have been 
Uh, very frugal at the back. They don't give goals away too much, but what they have struggled to do is really score many goals going forward. Um, so it could be a watershed game for both teams. We might end up seeing a four-all draw. You know, it's one of those <laughs> games where people say, oh, yeah, it'll be nil-nil because both, both teams defend so well, but all of a sudden they just turn it on. Look, this is a tough one to predict. They've both been doing well. Um, Brisbane... Real dark horses, really. No one's really talked about him, apart from Charlie Austin. You know, oh, he's been the big talk for them, but now he's gone. They've only lost one game, and they're sitting, you know, just away from the top teams there. And uh, if they can find a goal scorer, they could be a real threat this season. And I don't think anyone has really spoken to, about them at all. Western Sydney, on the other hand, have come out of the blocks. Marco Rudan's always very... Um, good in the media and he gets his message across about a culture and playing for the West and they had that great win against uh, Sydney just before the World Cup Uh, so we're all talking about them but they just can't score either they're finding it a little bit difficult so interesting What about your old coach uh, your old manager Graham Arnold he's gone from a lot of people wanted to sack him to the French newspaper L'Equipe describing as the best manager at the World Cup (laughs) it's been a been a pretty remarkable ride for Graham how good is football, eh? One minute you're at the bottom of the barrel, the next minute you're on top of the world. It's, uh, and it can go the other way just as quickly. Look, I worked with Graham for almost four years, uh, and for me, he's the best coach I've worked with. Um, and so I never had any doubt in his abilities as a coach. I've seen it clo- uh, you know, up close. Um, I guess the squad that he had... They were maligned as well going in, saying, you know, this is the worst squad we've had in 20 years, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they turned around and proved that, you know, the A-League players we're producing, because 21 out of 26 have, yep. uh, had been in the A-League. I think um, 16 of them have been produced in in the in, through the uh, academies, or it might be a little less than that. I can't quite remember. But I think they've shown as a group, as a collective, that, you can't write them off. And Graham Arnold, he knows how to tap into players, how to use the psychology of football and, and, and really get the best out of it. And we saw that probably at its best possible um, level at the World Cup. You know, just go 20 minutes with France and really go toe-to-toe with them. And, of course, it's France. To go toe-to-toe with them for 90 minutes... Um, it's almost impossible because they, that's why they are one of the best mm. or the best team in the world. Um, and they were maligned after that game. Oh, we lost 4-1 and we couldn't keep going and blah, blah, blah. Well, mate, I think himself and his coaching staff and the players proved everyone wrong because from then on, it was just fantastic. And to go out of the World Cup and only be beat by the two teams that make the final, the world, the current world champions and the new world champions is some feat. It's ridiculous. Do you think he'll manage on? Do you think he'll want to continue? It's a tough one. Um, I guess he'll be looking at the Asian Cup, which isn't too far away, thinking, well, there's a bit of silverware that we could be getting. But uh, look, it's, it is a stressful job. I remember speaking to him before he went and I said, try and enjoy it <laughs> because I know how stressful it is. And, you know, I think you'll have to sit down and look at what's best for him and his family and, and the stress that comes with that and what, are, what other opportunities are around. But Look, he's definitely deserved the right for first refusal of the the next four years. Um, I think FA have no other option but to say, we want you to stay. Uh, But then it'll be up to him and what he wants to do. And just finally on the World Cup, it was a sensational World Cup, an amazing final. Just interested to get your thoughts on some of the Argentinian celebrations since. It seems like the goalkeeper, Emi Martinez, is just trolling Kylian Mbappe at every opportunity, which I... I can't understand why. What have you made of all that? 
Well, I'll be honest, I haven't seen too much of that. I try to stay off social media sometimes just for those kind of reasons. But um, all I've seen is the is the Buenos Aires and the four million people in the streets and those celebrations. And um, look, I think during the tournament, we saw the best and the worst of Argentina. We saw against the Dutch what they can be like when things aren't going their way. I think they turned a little bit in, in, in the final when France came back with their with their sportsmanship a little. Um, but look, they can go and celebrate, can't they? In the end, they're the champions and um, we just want to see good winners and the, the country and their and their fans have been fantastic in their celebrations and um, that's what it's about, bringing everyone together and, and just seeing how much love it, it brings to so many people. Yeah, those pictures out of uh, Buenos Aires have been unbelievable. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for your time. Uh, let's hope the football does the talking uh, this weekend and I uh, hope you get a couple of great matches to commentate on. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers.